Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast. I'm Tom Barbelay. Today, a return from Australia. I think I got the syntax right. Conversation. We will be returning to the regularly scheduled Short Funks shortly. However, I wanted to just get over the series of Australia-related topics that I wanted to put out there. Today, I'd like to talk about the Equatorial Jet Stream. The Equatorial Jet Stream and I have had a long-standing relationship, in large part because, based on where I was born, I had to spend a good quantity of time flying to the US, flying back, flying to the US, flying back, and this was just the nature of living in Australia. I did optimise this eventually and moved to the US, but through my early experiences and even my later experiences returning to Australia to visit family, the Equatorial Jet Stream was always a curiosity to me, in large part the effects the Equatorial Jet Stream had on the flight. My early experiences of flying to the US was of completely soul-destroying turbulence that would go on for between an hour and a half and two and a half hours, where the plane was just thrown around like it was some loose piece of plastic in the wind. Having done a physics degree, I had a minor understanding of the forces that were at work, and the nature of the turbulence that the planes encountered always struck me as comical and maybe slightly quizzical, but certainly not within the boundaries of contemporary electronic tracking. So, I have two schools of thought here, because neither of these things are particularly well communicated, whether you look on the internet or not. The first is that the tracking associated with turbulence has improved substantially in the past 15 years. I have no reason to believe that this is not the case. In fact, my most recent trip to Australia had very little turbulence through crossing the equatorial jet stream. As my wife and spiritual advisor noted, it could be because the plane was raising and lowering in order to avoid pockets of turbulence, and we certainly felt that on the flight. The plane was raising and lowering, and it appeared the bumps and hiccups and sideswipes and all the other kinds of movements that we were used to, in particular my favourite, the Boeing 747 drop, where it feels like the bottom of the plane has dropped just from underneath you, and you fall probably in the order of between 100 and 200 feet, as if your body has nothing holding it up. These kinds of turbulence appear to be a thing of the past. There are obviously a variety of weather factors that may contribute to the change in the equatorial jet stream, and I'm not discounting that as a possibility. It could be my experience, which, to a lesser extent, when I flew to Australia in 2011, there was considerably less effect to the equatorial jet stream. But in the most recent trip, really, there were only a couple of minor bumps. It was actually very curious that I was hoping to return to a familiar friend. I was almost anticipating that I wanted to feel a drop. I wanted to actually be shaken around. I wanted to have this experience, which I'd had so many times before flying to and from Australia. This trip was without turbulence. In fact, it was very curious. Aside from a minor piece of turbulence when we were flying over, I think, Vanuatu or that area in approach to Australia, we had no turbulence on the flight. We were kind of getting bumped around a little bit. There was kind of nuisance movement of the plane. But in general, the turbulence that I'd remembered from my misspent youth flying backwards and forwards to the US was not there. It could also be on this trip that I didn't fly United, and historically when I've travelled to Australia from the US or to the US from Australia, I've flown United. And it could be, as with the food and various other things on United, that the technology within the 747s hasn't changed over the past 20 years. This trip we flew Qantas, and maybe Qantas actually has the technology in order to avoid turbulence, as I had become familiar with with the equatorial jet stream. I'm now left with a quizzical circumstance. Do I completely discount the effects of the equatorial jet stream going forward? Do I refuse to fly United in the future? Or could this be that this weather event that so shaped large parts of my late teens and early 20s is not actually the case anymore, that the equatorial jet stream has died down, or maybe that technology has finally beaten the equatorial jet stream? I'm Tom Barbelay, slightly less shaken, in San Jose.
signing out.